On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. Vice President Joe Biden is concerned about the environment, particularly for Native Americans, African Americans, and our Latino brothers and sisters. Tom Steyer, former Democratic presidential candidate, is working with former Vice President Joe Biden on his environmental protection plan. April, as you know, I have been concerned about what is called environmentalism for a long time. But I've always felt that the only way to have the moral high ground, to get the right policy, or to be effective, you have to start with environmental justice. Mm -hmm. You actually have to start in the communities where this society has chosen to -hmm. concentrate its pollution. Air pollution that gives people asthma, water pollution that makes people sick, that's dangerous, like Flint, like Denmark, South Carolina, like a lot of the Central Valley in California. And those are black and brown communities. And Washington, D.C., they talk about the water quality in Washington, D.C. We have to start with those issues of toxicity and health and racism, Mm. structural racism, if we're going to get the overall policies right. Start with environmental justice, you'll get the climate policies right. Start with environmental justice, you'll get the fracking policies right. You know, really, for over a decade, my thesis has been every environmental policy has to start with environmental justice. It has to be a jobs policy. We have to deal with what's going on in the ground in America and siloing systematic racism from environmentalism, siloing economic justice from environmentalism is a gigantic mistake. It means you won't answer any of the problems fully. You won't address people where they live, where their kids live, where their communities and families live. And so from the beginning, for over a decade, 10 years ago, I I co-chaired a proposition in California about clean energy against two oil companies. And basically there were two points to make. One, start with environmental justice, start with health, people's health, particularly in black and brown communities, and jobs. And secondly, be aware of who cares. You know, there's a sense of who cares. If you actually look and poll Americans anywhere, including in California, but anywhere, number one people care on these issues, Latinos. Number two group, African Americans. Number three group, Asian Americans. Mm -hmm. In the poll, I'm not sure they separated out Native Americans because my experience anecdotally with Native Americans is they test off the charts in, in, in terms of caring about the natural world. That's so my right. is start with the people who care. Start yeah. with their concerns, real-life voting concerns. You'll get to the right policies. You'll have the moral high ground, yeah. and you'll have a coalition of people whose hearts and souls are really invested in getting this right. I'm so glad that you brought in the issue of the Native American. Remember, years ago, there was commercial. I must have, I think I was a kid at the time, and there was this beautiful Native American man, and there was so much pollution from catalytic converters. I think you remember, and then you saw the um, can to the ground, and he picked it up, and you saw a tear. Yeah, that was a great ad, because we both remember that picture of this big, single tear running down his face. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, yeah, and I'm glad you brought that community in because the Native American community is a very strong but quiet community. And 
and they a lot of times are not involved in the equation and the solution of issues when they should be. So I'm glad you talked about them. Go ahead, know, April, the Vice President Joe Biden really gets this. Look, he relates to issues through people. I mean, he's somebody who's, you know, he really wears his heart on his sleeve. He really does care about people. So when he sees young kids with asthma in black and brown communities, that is something he absolutely relates to. And so this whole issue of environmental justice is a big part of the climate plan that he put out a week ago. And his, his outreach on this, these are issues that he personally feels strongly about, that I think we can trust him to keep in the front of his mind as we go about, you know, putting forward an infrastructure bill. And the other thing that's really true is he cares a lot about working people, about labor, about working families. And anytime you talk to him about the environment or climate, he's also talking about protecting jobs, creating jobs, and the need to put working families first. I really think this is a guy who connects through his heart, who's a compassionate person, the exact opposite of what we have in the White House right now. Catalytic converters, you're telling me, uh, catalytic converters and small, uh, piping, new piping for old infrastructure piping to fix water. Um, old systems, old infrastructure needs to be changed. When we talk about these things, about the economy, to, not the economy, but with the environment, there's a piece of the economy that comes in, the cost to, to prevent the ozone, holes in the ozone. There's a cost. What is the cost for this plan? Well, I know that this is going to seem hard for some people to believe, April. But the truth is, investing in clean infrastructure, redoing the pipes, building the, um, the flexible electric grids so we can have all these renewables, having, you know, building clean, modern public transportation, both in terms of, you know, between cities and also transit cities within system, actually are going to be very good for us from an economic standpoint. There's always been this attempt by right-wingers to say, if we do what's right for the natural world, that's going to be expensive in terms of jobs and growth. And the answer is, that was always a lie. It's always been a lie. If we do this, we will create more jobs, literally millions more jobs. They will be better paid. They'll be union jobs. We will grow faster. And by the way, we'll be a lot healthier and we'll save the world. How are we going to create more jobs at a time when we're seeing jobs shed because of the shedding of COVID? Absolutely. And here, April, here's how to think about it. This pandemic has knocked a big hole in the ability of Americans to buy stuff in demand from an economic, you know, econ 101, demand, supply and demand. This is demand of, in American society. And that's exactly when you need the government to step in and do big infrastructure programs, which are really overdue and necessarily like the one that Vice President Biden proposed last Tuesday. So this is actually a chance for the government to build things like a flexible grid so that companies can then build renewable resources to connect to that grid, to, to make the society, to invest in our society, in our infrastructure, so that we can be more productive. And every study, and I've 
funded some of them, and I've read dozens of them. And the answer is, this is the time. It's overdue. This is money. We need to start spending money on America, on Americans, on hiring us, on creating jobs here, instead of trying to make, do it overseas. This is really our time when this is going to really have a catalytic positive impact on the country. The way the New Deal did, you know, almost a hundred years ago under Franklin Delano Roosevelt, where you realize, wow, there's not enough demand in our society. The government has to step in and it has to step in a way that supports working families and that priority, prioritizes the black and brown communities where pollution has been concentrated for as long as anyone can remember in, an, in a really deeply unjust and un inequitable fashion. So you don't have to talk to me about um, pollution in a black and brown community. I'm from Baltimore. I have asthma. I have to take my medicine. I, you have too? Yeah. I okay. don't, but I in California, I go to parts of this state where childhood asthma starts. It's over 80%. My daughter, one of my daughters has asthma. It's and a voting issue. It stinks. My friends with asthma, it stinks. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. I, and, and I live in the woods, and I have allergy-induced asthma. I'm on four medications, so I'm giving all my business. But anyway, but I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And um, as a black person, and I'm, I'm in a community where Beth Steele used to be, I'm in a community that does manufacture. Um, you know, we have... Uh, uh, I guess they've been retrofitted now, but back then you saw smog coming out, oh, big plumes yeah. of smog coming out of those smokestacks, and I guess it still lingers, and that's why we have the breathing issues that we do in some of these urban communities. And um, before you go, and I'm so thankful I got a chance to talk to you, because you know It's I, nice to see you again. It's nice to see I love having you on because you keep it real. <laughs> Former Democratic presidential candidate uh, Tom Steyer, um, and also, he's one of the co-chairs of the California COVID Task Force. And he's also helping Joe Biden with his bid for president and talking about the environment. I appreciate you for bringing humanity to the table in the conversation, as always. April, it's, it's always really, really fun to see you. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.